Word on Fire is brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Chicago area since 1837. This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents The Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, our first reading for this week is a little snippet from the book of Deuteronomy and expresses a hope that was deeply ingrained in the consciousness of the Jewish people of Jesus' time. In the book of Deuteronomy, Moses is speaking to the people. And listen to this. He says, A prophet like me will the Lord your God raise up for you from among your own kinsmen, and to him you shall listen. Now, here's what's powerful about this. Moses was the most authoritative figure in the Old Testament tradition because he spoke face-to-face with God as a friend. You know, other figures from Abraham to Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, all heard the voice of God or received some kind of communication from God. But Moses was the one in the book of Exodus and other places who spoke with God as a friend, recovering the original innocence of Adam who walked with God in easy friendship. This intimacy with God gave Moses and his words an enormous authority. In fact, an authority beyond any other scribe or religious leader or prophet. In fact, their authority was derived from his. They were commenting on the words of Moses. But here's the strange thing. Moses himself now in the book of Deuteronomy seems to indicate there's someone even more authoritative coming. Someone who will be more than the friend of God, but someone who will speak the very words of God. God will place his words in the mouth of this spokesperson. So right within the Jewish tradition itself is planted this puzzling, interesting, intriguing expectation that a prophet like Moses, but even greater than Moses, will come. Now, Flash forward to the gospel reading. We're still in that first chapter of Mark. Mark is the first gospel written, and St. Mark is trying to show us now the uniqueness of Jesus. He's trying to show us why this figure was so arresting, so unique. Jesus comes into the synagogue in Capernaum, and he does what any son of the law could do, what any adult male in Jesus' time could do. He comments on the scriptures. He's commenting on the words of Moses. Now again, this was doing what scribes and teachers and prophets did from time immemorial. They took the great authority of Moses, they relied on it through a whole series of intermediaries, and then they gave their teaching derived from him. But then there's something different about Jesus. And Mark wants us to see it. He says, The people were spellbound by his teaching because he taught with authority and not like the scribes. 
Now, this might strike us as rather a mundane observation. For Jews of Jesus' time, this was earth-shaking. Sure, get up in front of the synagogue. Sure, interpret the words of Moses, but through a whole series of mediators, relying on, on rabbis and teachers and other prophets and so on. But Jesus spoke on his own authority. The word in Greek there for authority is exousia. It's a very telling word. It means from the being of. Ex out of usia, out of the substance. Jesus speaks out of his own being, out of his own substance. And this took their breath away. You know, you find something very similar in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus blithely says, You've heard it said, but I say, well, you've heard it said in the Torah. That meant in the highest expression of God's mind. That was the highest authority there was, God's own word, the Torah. You've heard it said only there, but I say, that means he's someone who has an authority even over the Torah. Huh. Here's what Mark is telling us. You've got to notice who this person is. I'm not interested, he's saying, so much right now in what he's saying. He doesn't tell us what he's saying. What he's interested in is who this figure must be to claim this kind of authority. You've heard it said in the Torah, but I say, and now preaching on his own authority beyond even that of Moses. You know, when St. John says in the prologue to his gospel, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and this word became flesh in Jesus. He's saying the same thing that Mark is saying here. This is not just another prophet speaking the reflected words of God. This is the embodiment of the word of God. Mark is saying the same thing here by insisting on the authority of Jesus in that synagogue at Capernaum. This authority also explains his power. Who comes into the synagogue as he's preaching? A man comes in, it says, with an unclean spirit. And he says, What do you want of us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? As I've said to you before, the anomaly of this scene, it's a single person, one man, but he speaks in the plural. How often that's the case, of course, with the demoniacs. Remember the Gerasene demoniac? Jesus says, what's your name? And he says, legion, for there are hundreds of us. Single person speaking in the radical plural, hundreds of us. So here it is again. What do you want of us, Jesus of Nazareth? The church fathers commented, this is the splintered self. Of course, that word, diabalain, diabolos, the devil, it just means to scatter, to scatter. The scattering takes place on the outside when we're divided against ourselves. Man against woman, race against race, rich against poor. That's the work of the scatterer on the outside. But we all know, fellow sinners, the scattering takes place on the inside too. I'm divided against myself. 
My mind wants this, but my will wants that. Here's the kind of person I know I'm supposed to be, but I can't muster the energy to do it. This emotion goes that way, and that emotion goes this way. I'm divided. I'm rent. Remember Paul in the seventh chapter of Romans, the good that I would do, it's that that I don't do, and the evil that I would avoid, it's that that I do. There's a war going on in me. Paul is witnessing to this diabolic, this scattering power within him. Well, here's this man now in the synagogue at Capernaum who bursts into the scene. He's meant to stand in one way for all of us. What does Jesus do? He commands him. Be quiet. Come out of him. There is the authoritative voice of Jesus. Look, if Jesus were one more philosopher, he'd just be one more little voice among many. You know, now I follow Aristotle. Now I'm going to follow Plato. Now I'm going to follow the current guru thrown up by the culture. If Jesus were just one more interesting cultural figure among many, he'd just be another voice. And maybe for a time I'd follow him until he got boring, until I found someone else more intriguing. If Jesus were just one more teacher among many, I'd find his doctrine compelling for a time, and then I'd find someone else. You see what's being witnessed to here in this gospel story is the power of Jesus' authority. I should say the power that comes from his authority. Be quiet, come out of him. And what happens is a gathering of that man is affected. He comes to his senses. What's happened now, through the power of the word of Jesus, is his person is knit together. Now his mind is called to obedience to Christ. Now his will is called to obedience to Christ. Now his passions, all of them, all his feelings, all his instincts are called to obedience to Christ. Now his outer life, now his inner life, now his dreams, now his aspirations, everything in him is called into a new unity where before he was a cacophony of disparate voices. What do you want of us? Now he's become symphonic. Mind you, not monotonous, not every instrument playing the same melody, but symphonic. All the disparate elements of the self drawn together in a new harmony. Christians, this is what Jesus Christ does in us when we allow his authoritative voice to ring in us he gathers the whole self so that we are like saints Kierkegaard the philosopher said a saint is someone whose life is about one thing not monotonously so but symphonically so a saint is someone who's been gathered they know who they are. This is the power of Jesus' voice. And I think Mark wants us to hear it. 
Moses' voice authoritative, absolutely. It was the most authoritative voice they knew. But Moses himself said, there's one coming after me who's greater. There's a prophet like me, but he'll be greater because he will speak the very words of God. The claim of the church is that this voice is the voice of Jesus, the Word made flesh. Let his voice resonate in you. And then you'll say this, listen to the people. All who looked on were amazed. They began to ask one another, what does this mean? A completely new teaching in a spirit of authority. He gives orders to unclean spirits and they obey him. We're meant to identify with those people as we watch Jesus work and we listen to him preach. Do you want authority over the unclean spirits in you? And I mean what I just said, over this sense of division in you. Do you want authority over that? Are you tired of living at odds with yourself? The good that I would do is that that I don't do. We all know what that's like. You want power over it? Invite Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life. Listen to him, which is precisely what Moses says in the book of Deuteronomy. When this voice comes, don't miss him. When this voice comes, don't marginalize him. When this voice comes, don't pretend it's not there. But when this voice sounds, listen to him. And you will find yourself gathered, united around his authority. And God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. Most interment arrangements at the 42 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries are made through a pre-need plan. Your thoughtful planning today is economically prudent and contributes to peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Catholic Cemeteries counselors are available at your convenience. For more information, call 708-449-6100. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.